Hey, welcome to The Verified Christian, where real Christians try to live a verified Christian life. Welcome back in to The Verified Christian Podcast. On season one, we've been discussing things that we can do uh, as Christians to live a verified Christian life. And today we're going to talk about one of those things, and that is prayer. Right, Casey. We've been talking about maintaining our blue check mark so we can live a verified Christian life. So we can, like you see on social media, the check mark. We want to real. We really want to live real as a Christian. And one of those things that we must utilize as a verified Christian is to use prayer to be in prayer. You know, one thing that gets me is that there's so many people today that they profess to be Christians and. Uh, you see them at church. They're at church quite often, but their prayer life is just not what it ought to be. And you know, the, the thing that gets me is that one of the greatest privileges that the Christian has is the privilege of prayer. God has given us an avenue by which we can speak to him. We can cast our cares upon him. You know, Paul told the Philippian brethren to that they should cast their cares upon him because he cares for us. And, I mean, if God gave his only begotten son for us, then certainly he wants to hear from us. Absolutely. And before I took the job here at Ruston, I just got done at Archibald studying the book of Hebrews and how rewarding it was for me to really get more perspective on just what was done for us and what was accomplished for us through Jesus Christ. And one of those things being access to the most holy of holies now, to go to the presence of God in prayer. Um, and we can come to him with our thoughts, our anxieties, and our petitions. And that's something that, honestly, Casey, we don't use enough. I think you're 100% right. You know, and it's interesting, the Hebrews writer says that we can boldly go before the throne room of God. And, and when I, I think about that very fact, it causes me to to reflect upon the fact that as a child of God, he is my heavenly father. And God doesn't do anything by accident. God has a perfect design in his creation. And so the relationship that we are to have with him, God has designed it to be that way. And when we look at even the family unit, right, as an illustration or an example of the relationship we should have with God, There is no good parent alive that does not want to hear from their children. Mm. You know, I I love my children, and they're in school right now, and I can't wait till I see them this afternoon. Uh, I want to hear them. I want to hear them play. I want to hear them sometimes, yes, even hear them be loud. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I love it so much more when they come and talk to me. And... I can only imagine that parents who now are in that entering that empty nest phase of their life, their their children are in college now, or maybe they're moved on, maybe they're having um, children of their own, and now mom and dad's becoming grandparents. Uh, I can imagine that even still in that stage of life, they want to hear from their children at least every other day or once a week maybe. You right. know? I bet that you can give one a better perspective on what it means to be a father and to hear from your children. And more so than I could, 
you know, with my perspective, obviously I'm not a parent yet, but you maybe could give a little bit more perspective because the God wants to hear from us. That's exactly right. And, and you know, when I think about my children and how I want to hear from them, it causes me to think about how much does God want to hear from me. Right. If my children are having struggles, I want to know that. And I want to hear from them. Now, we know that God's all omniscient. He's all-knowing. But the fact of the matter is, God wants to hear us bring our care and concerns to Him. And He never gets tired of hearing from us. He tells us to pray without ceasing. That's First, exactly right. First Thessalonians five seventeen through 18. So That's right. Jesus Christ... He he wants to hear from us. He he gave his only, uh, God gave his one and only Son on the cross, so that we have hope of eternal life. And God gave his only begotten Son for us because he loves us. And so, just that sacrifice should be enough to communicate to us, "I love you. I want you to be with me, and I want to hear from you." And Jesus himself, uh, he, he told his disciples in John 14, right there beginning at verse 1, he said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. And so when we notice those first four verses of John 14, it's obvious then that God loves us and wants us to be with him for eternity. Right. Hebrews 4.16 says this, Draw near with holiness unto the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and may find grace to help us in the time of need. Oftentimes, I know in my life, sometimes I try to handle things on my own Oh, I try to carry the burdens of life on my own so many times, but rather than realizing that, hey, I have this avenue of prayer made possible through the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ that I can utilize to my benefit, why do we wait so many times to, to seek help through prayer when we're commanded to pray, when we're asked, hey, I'm here to help you, basically what God is telling us in his word? You know, and that's a good question, and I think part of that has to do maybe with, with our humility. You know, I remember, I can reflect back when Beth and I first got married. I know the first, really the first few years that we were married, many times I would try to handle things on my own. You know, we as men, we're fixers, right? We, we do that. Yeah. We want to provide and we want to fix. And, and especially if there's anything that's bothering our spouse, we want to fix whatever that is because we don't want them to be bothered at all. And so many times I would try to fix things myself and my wife would just, she would come to me and she would say, sweetheart, I can't help you if you won't let me help you. And so now I know that the, the husband-wife relationship is different than, than our relationship with God. However, when we love someone, we want to communicate and we want to be there to help all that we can. And so really the point that we're making here is that God is there for us. And as Christians, we should be reliant upon that relationship that we have with him and his desire to help us in times of need. Right. And God has that power. He possesses 
that skill to answer prayer, we should utilize that. Every opportunity we have, as Scripture tells us, pray without ceasing. We should always seek Him in prayer. That's right. We should find joy, and and really, we should find satisfaction um, in in that, knowing that that God not only has the ability to answer prayer, but that He's promised us that if we will meet His conditions, if we will. If, and we'll talk more about those conditions in a moment, but uh, or maybe even to next week uh, if we get to it, uh, if we don't get to it today. But if we'll meet those conditions and we will strive to, to have a good, close relationship with him through Jesus Christ, then he's promised, ask whatsoever you will and it'll be done. Right. And, and I think it'll be important that when we get to that point, We'll talk more about what that means, but but there's a promise in that. The greatest example of one praying in Scripture is no other than the Son of God, Jesus. Jesus himself. It's exactly Multiple right. occasions we see Christ going to prayer to God. That's right. One of them being after he was baptized. Of course, that was in Luke 3.21. And then also the night before he was to select the 12, he prayed. But also after he sent the multitudes out, after he fed the 5,000, it said that he went to the mountain alone to pray. And so that really says something about our Lord. He not only prayed over very important things, but also he needed to recharge. He needed to go and petition his father to help him because obviously that humanity side was coming out. He Sometimes he was weary and needed that prayer time with his father going up to the mountain. Sometimes right. as we need a break and, and the prayer can be something that we could utilize to meditate and pray to God about the things that's bothering us. That is so true. And, you know, when we think about Christ being our perfect example, he prayed when he began his ministry and he prayed just before the cross, which you made mention of, what was it, Luke chapter 6, verse 12 there, uh, where he, um, uh, when he went to uh, to the mountains to pray, and continued in prayer to God, and then, you know, there was the time that uh, he brought James and John, and uh, Peter, uh, Peter, James, and John took them to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he prayed there three times, um, you know, and then even at the end of Christ's ministry, while he was on the cross. While he was on the cross, he prayed, and it was there while he was upon the, on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, Luke 23. To me, that is the most humble statement in all the Bible. Forgive them. Forgive them while he was dying on a tree for you and me, that he had no fault, no charge that should have been laid against him, but yet he was, forgive him, while he was in so much pain and, and dying for me. He said, forgive him, Father. In pain and anguish, we were upon his mind. Mm, Yep. And not only us, but even the ones who persecuted him, the ones that hung him upon the cross, he cared for each one of them. And prayed that it not be laid against us. Oh, man. You know, when we think about the perfect example of Jesus Christ... How, how how short do we fall 
in our prayer lives today. You know, because and I'll say this for me, um, uh, to be transparent. That's what we're but, about. That's right. That's is right. I pray often, but not nearly enough. And I try to be better in that. Um, I think maybe sometime we ought to spend some time talking about prayer, things for which we ought to pray. And and maybe this sounds like a good podcast in the future. But um, I will tell you one thing that's helped me, and, and I agree with you. There's areas in my life, in my prayer life, I need to improve as far as the duration and how oh, long yeah. I spend in prayer. I found it for me when I'm driving down the road, I'll pray. You know, I won't close my eyes, obviously. There's, you don't have to close <laughs> right. your eyes to pray, but I'll be, you know, driving and I'll just look outside and I'm driving. I'm thinking, let's just thank you, God, for for this or that, you know, what's going on. But that's just an extra prayer closet that I have utilized that's helped me to pray more often. Yeah, that's and I do that as well. But I'm talking about, like you said, the duration of prayer. Um, I find myself repeating myself in prayer. And we know that the scripture warns of vain repetition. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say this, I I don't feel as if my prayer uh, is indeed vain repetition, but I love my wife and I have no issues talking to her. Um, I know there's the ongoing joke about husband and wife. There's always a disconnect. Women look at things different than men do. And... So there's always a communication barrier. But I have no issues talking to my wife about things that concern me. But for some reason, I still at times have issues taking things to God because I want to fix it myself. Mm -hmm. And, And so that's something I need to get better with. But I'll tell you this, and I think we need to ask ourselves the question, Can I truly be a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ, if I am prayerless in my Christian life? Am I really a Christian? Am I really verified as a Christian? Am I living the way that God wants me to if I really live a prayerless life? I don't think so. You need to utilize prayer in your everyday life. It's essential. You have to pray. That's exactly right. We've already looked at at the perfect example, Jesus Christ. But when we think about the example that's been set before us, even the early Christians, those of the first century, they relied heavily on prayer. You know, in Acts chapter 2, right after Peter uh, told those who were present on the day of Pentecost, He said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We read there that there were many who believed and were baptized uh, on the day of Pentecost. And in Acts 2 verses 41 and 42, we learn that they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread But also in verse 42, we learn that they continued steadfastly in prayer. That's two verses. That's that's, that's two right there. That those individuals in the first century, what we've often called the first sermon of the church, right after they've heard that, they continued praying to God. 
Uh, I think about Acts chapter 12, uh, when Peter was in prison. Um, prayer was, was um, the, the, the church continued in prayer for Paul uh, as he was falsely imprisoned by Herod. And, and the church prayed for him while he was in prison. And so there were many in the church in the first century who continued in prayer. And I, I think that that speaks volumes for us today that if we want to be faithful to God as members of the body of Jesus Christ, as members of his church, then we must obey and we must pray. Right. And there's, there's no doubt about that, Casey, because we have commandments. We have examples to pray and pray how long or how often all the time. And, and that's for our benefit. And it's not only a command, but we have several examples of praying in the Bible. And we should always utilize that because not many people can say that they have direct access because of the blood of Christ to the throne room. That's right. And that's what the book of Hebrews is about. You know, it's about having access once again to God because of what Jesus did for us. And one of those things is the throne room, the most holy of holies now because Jesus Christ has made all of us a priest. Now we're able to go to the throne room of grace and pray, and, and he hears us. So that what, what a blessing that is. That's exactly right. And, and God has given us the ability to understand that he wants to hear from us. And even the Apostle Paul tells the churches, the churches there at Rome, or, or the church there at Rome, uh, he tells those brethren to continue steadfastly in prayer, Romans 12 and verse 12. And even the church at Corinth, Paul tells the Corinthian brethren uh, to, um, to give themselves unto prayer uh, and unto fasting, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 5. And, and so even the church at Ephesus, you know, Paul even writes to the church at Ephesus. Paul's giving all those churches there, pray, pray. That's, that's exactly right. In Ephesians 6 and verse 18, with all prayer and all supplication, praying at all seasons in the spirit and watching thereunto in all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. When he talked to the church at Philippi, Philippians uh, chapter 1 Philippians 1 and verse 3, he said, I thank God always. And he said, I, I thank God of you always continually in prayer. He says, I pray to God, thanking God every time with every remembrance of you. That's what's that's amazing to me that he didn't just tell the church at Philippi to pray, which he did. We see that in chapter 4. But he begins that letter by saying, Every time I think about you, I pray to God and I thank him for you. Every time I think of you, I pray to God thanking him for you. Right. That's the next thing I want to bring up is prayer and also thanksgiving in our prayers. Because we have several verses that interlink with prayer, but also telling God how thankful we are for the blessings he bestows upon us. That's right. You know, James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift comes yes. from above, above, comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variableness nor shadow of turning. God is good. He is always good. And he, he gives us every good blessing. To and the we, church at Colossae, he says this in Colossians 4 verse 2, Continue steadfastly in prayer, watching therein with thanksgiving. And then also to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17. 
Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus towards you. So we see commandments to not only pray, but pray with thanksgiving for the blessings that God has bestowed upon you. That's right. You know, there's one old preacher one time that said, uh, you know, to receive blessings from God without ever being thankful to him is to put oneself on the level of the hogs. And they eat the acorns that fall from the trees and they never look up. <laughs> and so I think that's exactly right. It's, it's a failure to humble oneself and to realize the true need of mm-hmm. God that we have in our lives. And we need to be thankful. That's a very good thought. Also, as we were talking about Jesus as our perfect example, look at when he gave, uh, when he fed the 4,000 in Mark chapter 8 and verse 6, or when he, read, when he fed the 5,000 in John 6 and verse 11. The first thing he did when he broke the bread and had the disciples distribute the bread before anyone ate, when he went to break the bread, the scripture says, and he gave thanks. Our perfect example, the first thing he did was prayed to God and gave thanks for what he had been given. Right. Perfect example for us today. Exactly. Thank you all for joining us for this discussion. Casey, I always enjoy it when I get together with you, brother. Same here, brother. And uh, we look forward to our next episode talking about God's promise to answer prayers. So we'll be looking at that. And to whom the promise is given. Mm, There you go. So appreciate y'all listening. You've been listening to the Verified Christian Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Give us a rating or review and subscribe so you won't miss any content. If you have any questions, email the verified Christian at gmail.com. Thank you.